Rise and crime, everybody. I'm Rachel Souza. And I'm Michelle Chan. And we're back. We didn't leave you. No, we said this was going to keep going and it will. Yeah. I know it's been a month. Coronavirus exists, please. Yeah. That's why. Yep. Um, we're we're gonna try to not talk about the coronavirus because everybody's talking about the coronavirus, and we want to be that one light in your life that's not. Even though we're talking about it right now. Well, we're talking about not talking about it, so I think it's fair. I don't know about that. Okay. Well, do you want from now on, coronavirus is a banned word from this podcast, unless it has to do with our low of the week, because I'm sure it will. <laughs> All right. So I have a fun one this week. Okay. It's guess the country where the crimes are committed. Oh my gosh, that's interesting. But also, I think this could be controversial. No, I give you multiple choice. Okay, good. So it's not controversial. Yes. But it still could be controversial. Okay, we'll see. We'll see. Ready? Yes. So, first thing, sand theft. Sand theft is an increasingly serious problem for authorities around the world as it's apparently highly in demand due to its use in construction. Where is this a crime in? Is Can I it... guess without the multiple choice before sure. you give it to me? Greece. No. Okay. All right. So I just you... thought they have a lot of beaches. All right. Your options are Italy, Mexico, and Cuba. Okay. So I'm definitely going to go with Italy. Let me explain why. Because Italy is known for glass making, and glass making is done out of sand. You're right. Yes. But Sardinia. Sardinia? Yeah. yeah. Has up to 3,000 euro fines? Euro fines? Yeah. Like fines? Yeah. Well, you find 3,000 euros. Damn. For stealing sand. Yes. So you, so all you travelers out there, if you're going to Sardinia and you're one of those cute people that like to put sand in a little bottle and bring it back from every beach you've gone to, don't do it in Sardinia. Yep. Do not. All right. The next thing. I used to do that. You used to, you used I used to take to. sand in little bottles. I could show you after. Oh my god, you would get charged. I know, I won't do it in Sardinia. Alright, toilet paper theft. Everywhere right now? Literally so topical. We're not talking about that, but everywhere. This place has facial recognition for visitors who are required to stand in front of a dispenser, which takes a picture of their face before issuing 0.6 meters, which is two feet of toilet paper. To prevent abuse, the machine will only dispense tissue to the same person at nine-minute intervals. Wow. So, is this in China, Japan, or India? China. Yes. It's in China. That's ve- The facial recognition gives it away right away. But, like, isn't that problematic for uh, women who are trying to dispose of their sanitary products properly? This is not everywhere. This is just at the Temple of Heaven Park. Oh, okay. I was going to say... Okay, so the cheese black market. Sounds like something I want part of. (laughs) Due to all the sanctions and general geopolitics, and because of that, there is a severe shortage of cheese. This place regularly arrests local criminal cheese rings. That's crazy, but also please get me some black market cheese. So funny. Is this in Israel, Russia, or Brazil? Ooh, no. I thought it was going to be Italy because pizza. That was really a bad joke. But, but wouldn't no. there be a lot? <laughs> I don't know. Okay. What are the options? Israel, Russia, Brazil. Russia's too big. Brazil's also big, so I'm going to go with Israel. It's Russia. Damn, but Russia's huge. There's you think they'd have sanctions because of the geopolitics. Oh, that makes sense now because yes. it's so huge. Ha, I went the opposite. Well, that was that was my game. I like that game. Thank you, I came up with it myself. I, I love it. I can't believe I got two right. That's yeah, crazy. Yeah, it's pretty good. 
Um, okay, well, this week I'm just gonna bum everyone out, even though we're all bummed out already. I'm just gonna make it worse. Um, I'm doing, uh, a case that is very close to home, like, literally about 20 minutes close to home and even closer to yours. Yeah, I was gonna say it's, like, 10 minutes close to home. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, it's crazy close, and it's crazy reminiscent of something else that's happened close to home. So, earlier in this podcast, it was me, I did it, right? I did the Jennifer Pan case. Yes, you did it. So earlier in this podcast, I did the Jennifer Pan case. And this is the Markham Family Massacre, which is incredibly similar to the Jennifer Pan case, but also not. Okay. And um, because I am the worst person in the world, on the day that this uh, crime happened, I drove by the crime scene just to like, because I'm curious and the worst. That's all. So I was very there, but not there, but like we do not recommend this. Yeah, no, it's don't do that because you don't get in the way of people's investigations, uh, or police's investigations, not people's. Okay, so the Markham family personal investigations don't get in the way. No, no, don't do those. So I got all I I took mine from one source. Well, that's that's not true. I've read like a billion city TV Markham uh, YorkRegion.com articles. Uh, I didn't actually take notes from them there. I've just read them as I've been updating myself with this case because it's very close to home and I like to keep myself updated. Um, But I got, for this specific episode, I took all my information from a Toronto Life uh, article by Catherine Laidlaw. I wonder if she, if the street Laidlaw Avenue in Markham is named after her family. Anyways. (laughs) That seems very specific. But like, she has a very specific last name. It's from Markham, so. I don't know. Um... For people who are not from here, let me give some context. So it's it's not a family with the last name Markham, because usually, you know, when it's family massacres, it has their last name in it, like the Shafia family murders. Oh, yeah. No, this just takes place in the city of Markham, which is in southern Ontario, not fully south, but north, north of Toronto, south, southern Ontario. Um, uh, and it's the Zaman family. Uh, I'm also sorry if I pronounce names wrong uh, in this one. They're just names that I'm unfamiliar with. Uh, yeah, so let me get started. So, Monria's Zaman immigrated to Canada from Bangladesh in the 80s. So, similar to the Jennifer Pan case where they were also, they also immigrated, uh, he just wanted a better life for his future family and better education opportunities, job opportunities, etc. So, that's very similar to how the Jennifer Pan case started as well. So, uh, also in the 80s, Momotaz Begum, uh, then also came to Canada as she was arranged to marry Monriaz. So they got married, uh, and in 1996, they had their first child, Menhaz, and in 1994, a second child, not 1994, sorry, 1998, a second child, Melissa. So Momotaz was, in, was described as incredibly generous, uh, stylish, an incredible cook, and so just like kind to all of her friends she would drive them if they need to go somewhere she would buy dinners for them she would cook food and walk it over to their houses just like a super kind woman uh who was very extroverted uh always surrounded herself with friends and surrounded herself with good people uh this was contrasted to her husband not that he wasn't kind he was just introverted is what i mean he was still a very kind generous person uh he was a very hard worker both family members, well, their entire family was really devoted to the Muslim faith. Uh, and Monrios worked for Beck, like the taxi company, not mm-hmm. the Scientologist band. 
Um, So he was a taxi driver and he was known to be outstanding at his job. He kept getting driver of the month over and over because he was just the best driver. Yeah, he was just amazing. Uh, Momotaz, her job, she managed property. So the family owned uh, a bunch of properties in Toronto, which they rented out. So Mm -hmm. she was kind of like the manager of all those uh, properties. And they would work long hours because they worked super hard because they wanted to provide a great life for their children. So, uh, it, Feroza, who's Mamataz's mother, also emigrated from Bangladesh to come to Canada and she would care for the kids during the day. So they originally lived in Scarborough, where there's a large Bangladesh community, but in 2006 they decided to move to a larger home in Markham on Castlemore Avenue. So they, yeah, just came up to a more, like, family home, as they had two growing kids. Mm-hmm. So let me tell you a little bit about these kids. So Menhaz, he was shy, stayed home a lot, and spent hours on the computer. Uh, but he was known as his parents' favorite because, sorry, I'm just already the animosity in my voice. could probably tell you Menhaz is not my favorite. He's the worst. Anyways. So, he was known as his parents' favorite because his sister Melissa was quite the rebel. And, um, when I say rebel, I mean rebel to, like, defying her parents, but I don't, I wouldn't say she's a total rebel. I'll get to that in a sec. Mm -hmm. So, both were very, very intelligent, uh, and their parents really, really wanted them to go to good schools and get a good job. That was, like, the goal. They, like, came all this way to Canada so that they could have a good education and get a good job. So... Uh, Menhaz was going to be an engineer and Melissa wanted to be a neurosurgeon. So that was like their paths in life. Mm-hmm. While Menhaz followed these rules from their parents quietly, Melissa uh, still was able to be good in school and everything, but she wanted to also be like an average teen, which was like against her parents' wishes. Like she wanted to party, she wanted to date, she wanted to drink, she wanted to wear more revealing clothing. Like, Stuff that isn't, like, too rebellious. Like, she wasn't, like, getting arrested and stuff. Mm -hmm. But it was just not, like, what her parents wanted. Mm -hmm. Even though she was doing this, she still had a 92% average in school and was still very devoted to the the Muslim faith. That's pretty good. Yeah, so she was, like, doing so well in school. Like, it's not like she was, like, I'm gonna fail out and be totally against what my parents want. Like, she was still doing what her parents wanted. She was just doing what also she wanted, you know? Yeah. Like, I don't know. I, I, I found sometimes, not that I'm slamming this article, but I found sometimes in this article that they would kind of villainize, not villainize, but make Melissa look bad and make Monrias look bad. When I, I, it was very clear that she just wanted to have an average life and Monrias just wanted the best for his kids. And I just found, like, sometimes that could have been said better yeah. in that article. But it was still a very well-written article and very well-researched. Mm-hmm. Anyways. So her parents were definitely hard on her, and that's what made Menhaz, like, the star child. Uh, But, of course, they just wanted the best for her. But it was a very similar situation to Jennifer Pan's family, where her dad was, like, very hard on her. And, like, if she missed curfew, he would lock her out of the house. Mm -hmm. But then her mom would secretly leave, like, the back door open so she could get in, like, more forgiving. Like, that seems very similar to how Jennifer Pan's family dynamic was. Mm -hmm. Of course, her parents just wanted the best for her, as I was saying. Um, And Melissa did get into York. She was studying sciences, and Menhaz got into also York for engineering, so the parents were pretty happy about that. But Menhaz wouldn't spend his time, like, with friends or anything. He would just spend his time gaming. 
So there's a very particular game called Perfect World. Um, it was It's sort of like a role-playing game where characters have an avatar and they interact with other characters, but then they would go on to Discord, which is a gaming uh, server where you can chat with your friends, and they would go on Discord and talk to each other, and then they would have the game with their avatars. So two separate things. Mm-hmm. And their server was called Perfect World Void, but the game's called Perfect World. All right. So how I think about this is... In an episode of Sweet Life on Deck, they play a game called Perfect World, where, like, Zach, Cody, Woody, and, like, they all have their their avatars that's, like, the perfect version of themselves, mm-hmm. and then they all talk to each other on it. And I kind of, it's basically exactly that. All right. And if you haven't seen that episode, then you have no idea what I'm talking about. I forgot about that episode. But because I often watch Sweet Life on Deck, because <laughs> I love Disney+, Plus. I know that episode very well. Anyways. So yeah, he would just spend all his time on there. Literally all his time. So in 2017, life for the Zaman family started to become rocky. So Monrios was arrested for shoplifting at Canadian Tire. Luckily, the charges were dropped and he just uh, served community service. Um, And Melissa was starting to become really disobedient. She actually moved in with one of her boyfriends for a bit, mm-hmm. which was very against what her parents wanted. Yeah. And Menhaz was becoming just more and more withdrawn. He started not even eating dinner with his family. Like, he'd take it up to his room and go on Perfect World. Like, he just was not talking to anybody. All right. So, um, but he was telling his parents that he was doing very well at York, which was making them very happy. But he was secretly the most rebellious because online, uh, he actually started dating a girl on on the server. Whoa, I didn't know this part of the story. Yeah, and he had told all his online friends that he was an atheist, so he was no longer devoted to the faith that was so, like, strong within the family and so, like, the family, like, a great family value, that's what I'm trying to say. He was the being, secretly, the most rebellious. And then... He completely dropped out of university. But, just like Jennifer Pan, he did not tell his parents and faked going to university for the next three years. Did he drop out or did he fail out? He dropped out. Interesting. Yeah, he dropped out and he told his parents that he was doing so well and had a full scholarship and that's why they didn't need to pay for it. Mm. So, instead of going to school, every morning he would get up, like, pretend to be getting ready for school, pretend to get on the right bus, and he would sometimes go to campus and go to the gym on campus, and sometimes he would just go to Markville Mall, which is the the Markham Mall, (laughs) uh, and just go in the food court and sit on Perfect World all day. That's wild. We could have seen this person. I mean, you did go to the same high school as him. Yes. You did. That is true. That's a fact. Found him in the yearbook. Very weird. And- so if he was 96, so there would have been a year where you guys were both there. Yeah, when I was in grade 9. Yeah, so you, you been there in grade 12. So yeah, you you literally went to school with this guy. Yes. That is a close connection and also very like terrifying. Very terrifying. Like you've definitely walked by him at least once. Yeah. That's horrible. Mhm. Um wow, that's his sister, if you've ever been to that Food Basics that's on 16 and and uh, Baroque, she worked at the Food Basics. Melissa did. Mm, maybe I've seen there, too. Then. That's wild. Anyways. Um, so, yeah, he would just sit in the food court on Perfect World all day. And he was, like, aware that he was socially... Withdrawn? Withdrawn and inept. I'm going to use inept because I hate him. Okay. Um, 
and he and he told his online friends it was because he was autistic which was just totally not true he made up a complete lie what the heck who who does that that's so weird. horrible people do yeah then on the server he started making even more concerning comments such as and i quote gonna go kill my parents and go to jail yo he said that on the server and his friends thought he was just a troll because he would also make a ton of jokes about suicide which is just not those aren't jokes those are just horrible comments like why would you do that and he would always like say things like that um so his friends just assumed he was trolling uh and he was eventually actually suspended from Discord for a couple months for offensive comments. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he was already not a great human. So summer 2019, so fast forward two years. Menhaz had been faking going to school for two years at this point. Uh, so he was supposed to be graduating from York, and he told his parents he was uh, going to go back to York to do his master's in the fall. Mm-hmm. So, on June 29th, there was this big wedding anniversary for his parents. It was their 25th wedding anniversary, and it was, like, a gigantic party at the Markham Convention Center. Like, huge. Mm-hmm. And Minhaz gave stood up and gave this speech about how much he loved his parents and admired them and how much he was, uh, how, and how lucky he was to have them as parents. Which, in a second, you'll see, is totally disgusting and horrible and creepy. Mm-hmm. Because... So, we're, we're getting there. So, July 28th was the day he was supposed to graduate. So, it's a month later, because that was June 29th. So, July 27th, the day before Menhaz was supposed to graduate, he enacted a plan that he had been working on for three years. Now, let me preface this by saying, because uh, this case is still in trial, and, the, and, like, a lot of details are not actually confirmed by police, a lot of this is unconfirmed and just witness statement or close relation to the family statements... So, a lot of this, like, I would be wary about all of this information. Just, like, be careful. Not a lot of the trial details have been released at all. Uh, I've looked and looked. Trust me, I Google this case once a week because I want to see what's going on. So, yeah, just remember that a lot of this is unconfirmed. So, it was night on July 27th. Momotaz was sleeping in the master bedroom and Feroza, Mamataz's mother, was staying with the family for the weekend because they were all supposed to attend his graduation the next day. So they both fell asleep in the master bedroom. Melissa was at work and so was Monriaz. So Menhaz enters the master bedroom and while Mamataz, while his mother and his grandmother were still sleeping, he beat them to death with a crowbar. Oh my god. And then just left them there to die. Like. Oh my god. I fracking hate this guy so much. It just infuriates me. Such a freaking pussy. Couldn't even deal with telling a lie. Like, with confessing to his parents that he actually, like. And why? It was so unnecessary for him to kill his grandmother. Just. This is so awful. So awful. Okay. It was so unnecessary for him to kill anyone. Like. It's just so... Okay, so then after this, what does he do? Logs on to his Discord server and tells his friends on there that he just killed his mother and grandmother and that his sister was next when she gets home from work in five minutes and then his father in an hour. So he went on and told people, like confessed right away. Yeah, what did other people say? 
So his friends did not respond at this point, and sure enough, five minutes later, Melissa comes in the front door, still in her Food Basics uniform, and what does he do? Right in the doorway, takes the crowbar to her and kills her as well. Like, absolutely devastating. What? I, I don't understand what, like, triggered him, what really triggered him to this murderous rampage. He, just because he couldn't confess a lie. That's shit. Garbage, human. <sighs> yeah. Garbage. So then, around midnight, um, Monrias comes home from his work shift, parks in the garage, Menhaz enters the garage, and then kills him there with the crowbar. Like, just the worst. Mm-hmm. So, four people. He's... His family. Oh my his God. immediate family and his grandmother. Yeah. So, and then, okay. This next detail is absolutely horrible. Um, for those who don't want to hear just, like, absolute horrible shit, just click that skip button twice forward. I'm sure it won't take me long to say. It's just, I don't, it's so, just skip this. So, to ensure his family was dead, he goes to the kitchen, takes one of the largest kitchen kni- kitchen knives, and slits all of their throats. His own freaking family. Oh my god. Ugh. It's horrible. Um, he then, of course, logs back onto his server and says, and I quote, I've just slaughtered my entire family. Someone should call the police at this point. Oh, get ready. Okay. Yeah. So his friends once again thought he was trolling, because he always does that, and he really wanted them to believe him. So he sent them photos of their dead bodies. That is so disturbing. So, like... How sick do you have to be? Not only that, but he also sent photos of him with the bloody knife, and when people still didn't believe him, they thought it was all fake... He sent photos of the bodies with his username written on a piece of paper in front of it to prove that it was real. Oh my god. Like, just... I don't understand. <laughs> it's just so disgusting I don't understand. And like, horrible. he wants to go to jail? I just think he... Well, think about it. He couldn't even live with the guilt of lying to his parents that he had to kill them. How's he supposed to live with the guilt of killing his parents? I don't know. <clears throat> I thought he wanted to kill himself but then he also didn't want them to uh suffer the fact that he died no his his messages online said that he didn't kill himself because he was too much of a coward because he was an atheist he didn't believe there was anything after life so he was too coward to kill himself so let's kill everyone else instead yeah because what garbage human oh my god what the heck so his friends then started to or tried to get Menhaz to keep talking. They wanted him to explain everything, confess fully, have a full statement out there. So they just kept asking him questions, asked him for his address, which he would not give them. But it was a very smart thing to do. They just really wanted to get all the information, you know. So then, uh, half the people in the in the Discord server called uh, Crime Stoppers International mm-hmm. and reported him. Um, but what happened was Menhaz wanted to PayPal his friends money. For being there for him. And he said, I won't need this where I'm going because I'm going to jail. Like, he knew he was going to go to jail for this. He was going to turn himself in eventually, but um, his friends didn't want 
like they they were like he deserves to be caught now obviously like they were like he doesn't get the satisfaction of turning himself in so this one gamer from toronto named bianca who is in the server she was able to use his paypal account to track down his ip address oh great yeah literal genius good for her yeah and then she calls yrp the york regional police and she reports everything yeah that she's seen and I'm sorry, York Regional Police, but it took them 12 hours to decide to do a wellness check on the family. Are you kidding me? Like, are you kidding me? 12 hours. After she described everything that's happening. And, and t- probably sent them the photos. And it wasn't even like a, it wasn't a, a go to get, like, at that point, think about 12 hours. How far could Menhaz have gotten in 12 hours? You could have gone on a plane. You can get to the airport and onto a plane in 12 hours. Yeah. This is terrible. This is terrible on the police. Yeah. Um, and just, like, it, the thing that really gets me is it wasn't even, like, a going to get Menhaz and arrest him type thing. They were going for a wellness check on the family. A wellness check is, like, if your neighbor if your, your neighbor hasn't heard from you in a long time and they're scared that you're dead, they, like, call for a wellness check. So it's like they just check to make sure the family's good. Oh my god. They didn't gosh. even have like a homicide team ready. They couldn't Oh my god. Alright, continue. So 3 p.m. So these messages were happening at 3 a.m. 3 p.m. on July 28th, the police show up for the wellness check and they find one of the most brutal murder scenes in York region's history. Yeah, I would imagine. Yeah. And where and what happened? Minhaj just answers the door like nothing's happened. Like his not like his dead sister isn't laying there in the doorway. How sick in the head. Like, literally, how disturbed do you have to be? Yeah. Um, so they obviously arrest him and charge him with four counts of first-degree murder. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, the trial is still in motion. And that is the story of the tragic and horrible Markham Family Massacre in which four family members who did literally nothing but try to do the best for their family got murdered by their disturbed and horrible son i can't believe i went to school with this guy i just i i hate it i hate it that's crazy oh my god that's crazy here i have another quote from his i have a quote from his uh gaming server Okay, and I quote, this is from Menhaz. It's been my plan for three years. Literally told my parents my uni graduation was July 28th. I couldn't have delayed it any longer. I did this be- I did this because I don't want my parents to feel the shame of having a son like me. I'm a pathetic coward and a subhuman. Since I'm an atheist, I believe there's no afterlife, so I was scared to die, and I wanted them to die so they didn't suffer knowing how much of a pathetic subhuman I was. It's all very selfish. I'm just pathetic. First of all, you are pathetic, but stop playing the freaking victim. You're not the victim here. You're the villain. Don't even try that. Second of all, um, you you sound like you're doing, like, you're so delusional that you think that you're doing something good. You're like, I didn't want them to suffer. Like, yeah. shut the hell up. You are literally the worst. Yeah. There are no words. Like, no words. The, that poor family, I just, I can't. They, 
And they were they had so much going. She was in school. They were had good business going. They were great at the like. Ugh. They just had their beautiful twenty fifth anniversary. Like that's so upsetting. Wow, that's really upsetting. What a terrible garbage human being. Yeah. Okay, should we awkward transition to this one? Because it's horrible. This is, yeah, it looks bad. Yeah. He's technically a serial killer. Three More than three. Yeah, he really is. Well, he's he, he did a massacre. A massacre. Okay, transition out. Awkward transition out. Hey! <laughs> hey! Wow, this is an awkward transition. Um, what's new? We haven't been on here in a month. Um, school's online. School is online, but we haven't recorded since before then. So what what was going on before everything? Projects, lots of projects. Same. Um, my special project. I wrote and directed a play. Nice. Yes. In which, which Michelle saw. came and saw. It's very good. Like Thank it. you. Very funny. Thank you. Would recommend. It will be going online soon. So. Oh. Everyone needs to see it. That's fun. Oh my god, I can watch it again. It's very funny. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Um, how long is this episode? 30 minutes. That's pretty good. Yeah. Good timing. Yeah. Okay. Should we do our high and low? Yeah. Because nothing else is really new. Yeah. Oh, I feel like I had a story to tell and then I never told it. You should write these things down. I should. Remember four weeks ago when I was like, I have a story to tell, but I won't tell it. No. Was it the chair story? Did I tell the chair story? I don't know. I feel like I didn't tell the chair story. I don't know what the chair story is. It's the one with the, the lady in the street. Who hit me with her chair on purpose. You told me that story. I don't know if you told the podcast that story. Yeah, well, if I didn't, then I didn't. I might have. I don't want to tell it again, just in case. Okay. Let me check my phone, my photos, to see if I had anything interesting going on the last month. Alright. This is always how I do things. Let me see. I've worked on a bunch of films for school. Because school. I cleaned my room for the first time. (laughs) The first time? I've never cleaned my room in my life. What the hell? <laughs> I've literally never cleaned my room in my life. Okay, girl, go off. Um, oh, nah, nothing. so bored one day, made pasta, made the sauce. Oh, nice! You did fresh pasta without me? I'm sorry. That's okay. <laughs> it's okay, I went to square one without you, so <laughs> that, we're even. Um, no, literally nothing new. All we do now is sit and do nothing. Yep, that sounds about right. <laughs> yes. Huh. I just have pictures of school. It really doesn't feel much different for me because I was not going to class because I was so busy working on my play and working on films that I was just not going to class. So being not in class now feels the same to me. Oh. Um, I feel weird. I feel like I'm in limbo. Like, I'm not <laughs> <laughs> like I'm not doing school. But, like, I am. But also, I'm not in co-op, you know? Because usually when I'm here, I'm doing co-op. I'm working, but I I just have school, which is strange. That's true. That's true. You are in limbo. I am in limbo. This is what it feels like. I feel like I have no purpose. Well, you have purpose. Is this what the unemployed feel like? Uh, I'm just kidding. Yes. Well, I, I... Oh, that's... Okay. That's one of my highs of the week, I'd say. Did you have um, a job? No, I did not get a job, but my work is actually paying me uh, paying me for the time that is off from this uh, oh, pandemic. that's great. 
So I, I feel very lucky. I know that a lot of people are not as lucky and I'm really praying for all the people out there who still have to go to work and all the people that are not getting money right now. It's a tough time for everyone, obviously. And no, we're not going to talk about it. We're not talking about it. <laughs> Too bad everything relates to it. I know. everything. That's why I don't want to talk about it because it's the only thing that's everywhere. Okay, but like... That's what's affecting you immediately. I know, but I find myself not talking to other people about anything. I find myself <laughs> literally just talking to people about it. And I, like, I don't want to do that anymore. You know, I feel like I didn't realize it was such a big thing until, like, school actually closed down. Because, like, I don't know, when I'm in school, I'm so invested in school that uh, nothing, like, I cannot, it's tunnel vision. See, I knew because I knew my play was getting cut short. Mm. So that's why I knew. But... Yeah, I just hope it... I hope this doesn't last throughout the entire summer. I really don't... I hope <laughs> so hard. I don't know. I'm so lucky I didn't get an international co-op because they all got cancelled. That is true. I feel lucky for you. I feel un- I feel very sadly... Sadly? Um, sadly for everybody who has yeah. to find a new job. Sucks. Okay, let's give... Let's do this. Let's give um, one high, one low, and three things to do. While you're in isolation. Okay. My high is I've been cooking a lot, so, and baking. That's fun. New recipes. I'm gonna be a good chef after this. Amazing. You're low. I'm stacking this. Everyone's stacking this. Yes. Um, okay. Let me do my high, my low, and then we'll do the tips. My high is probably the amount of board games I get to play now. Because I love board games, and... Gosh, I've played, like, six new ones already. Um, Also, doing things with my parents that I never do, like playing poker and such. That's a high. Low, obviously being stuck in this, not being able to see my friends in person. Um, Let me say right now, yes, right now, me and Michelle are together. But my other low is this is our last time we are going to be together in person unless we are seven feet away from each other outdoors. Yeah. Um, We are doing our part to social distance by no longer seeing each other. Um, unless it is seven feet apart outdoors, <laughs> away from everybody else as well. Um, yeah, that sounds about right. It's very upsetting. I'm gonna be so lonely. <laughs> yeah, me too. What the hell? I don't have other friends. Well, and if I do, it's all over the phone. Okay, so let's go back and forth. Let's do six, like three each. Six things to do while you're in okay. isolation. Read. Read's a good one. What are you reading? Uh, I just finished The Song of Achilles. Cool. What are you starting now? Uh, I was looking into a book called, oh, something about a crescent. I can't remember. Oh, Crescent City. Cool. Uh, mm, learn to play a song on the piano. No. <laughs> okay, not for you. I'm saying for people who don't play piano. No, absolutely um, not. That one was inspired by Julia. She just learned how to play the beginning part of are you bored yet by Wallace on the piano? Uh, the answer is yes. Okay, so next. Paint. What are you painting? Nothing right now. Okay, cool. Uh, me and Michelle just... Number four. Me and Michelle discovered Netflix Party. Yeah. In which you can add an extension to your Chrome on your computer and watch Netflix alongside other people and comment on it in the chat section. What are we watching right now? We're going to be watching the, the new season of RuPaul's. Yeah. Um, and we're also planning on watching Friends, even though I've already seen it. Michelle's still going through it. I know. I've never been spoiled. I've never seen this in my life. I'm on season nine. It's been a month. Wow. That's crazy. <laughs> okay, number five. Number five. Clean. 
What have you been cleaning? You already said that. I clean my room. Yeah, yeah. I clean my closet. I have a bag full of clothes to donate that I donated. Amazing. Don't donate till the pandemic's over. <laughs> like, don't, I mean, donate to charities. I mean, don't go to the Value Village and don't interact with the people. No, just like in that textile good. thing. That's good. Healthy donating. <laughs> Number six. Um, ooh, I didn't think of a sixth one. I don't know. I do a lot of exercise. Exercise is a good one. I've been exercising as well. Just Dance has been the main form of exercise. <laughs> it's a good exercise form. Um, oh, number six. Uh, brush up on your general trivia knowledge. I mean, something to do. It's good to have. That's what I've been doing. You always do that, though. Yeah, I know. It's not an isolation activity. That's an all-time activity. That's <laughs> an everyday activity. It really is at this point. Uh, I want to be on Jeopardy so badly. You'll get your shot. I'll come with you to every audition. Thank you. I really appreciate that. No problem. I volunteer Matthew to come with us, too. Make it a tradition. Yes. Sorry, I'm watching a TikTok right now, which is the worst. All right. Here we um, in all seriousness, don't go out in public. Don't, like, be in big groups. Wash your hands. Uh do your part that's all i gotta say yeah and stay safe so remember stay safe yeah that's it so remember wash your damn hands yep all right goodbye peace out goodbye peace and love